Hey, what's going on, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the NFL Takeover Podcast, brought to you by the Takeover Sports Network. I'm Chris Valley, and before we can get into the show, we got to talk about our buddies over at Price Picks, and they have a special offer for all of our listeners and viewers, new users that use that use the promo code Takeover will receive a hundred. 100% instant deposit matchup up to $100. Prize picks are the fun and easy way to play daily fantasy. You pick two to five players and an over under on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times in any entry. Prize picks is a ton of stats to choose from, including points, rebounds, assists, three points made, fantasy points, and more. Prize picks offers every sport you can think of, like the NFL, college football, NBA, MLB, soccer, MMA, and more. Prize picks also allows mixed sports entries. For example, you can take the over on Kevin Durant's points combined with the under on Tom Brady's passing yards in the same entry. Prize Picks is an award-winning, easy-to-use mobile app, which you can find both on the App Store and Google Play, and entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It is that easy. So if you're looking for a fun and easy way to play Daily Fantasy, be sure to check out Prize Picks, and don't forget to use the promo code TAKEOVER so that they know that we sent you that's Prize Picks. Promo code TAKEOVER. All right, so this week, what we're going to do on this midweek show, we're going to talk about Tua, the dilemma in Miami. We're going to discuss how Justin Herbert is finally in the playoffs, so all the haters can go pound sand. And then we're going to preview Thursday Night Football, which – is going to be kind of interesting now that I just found out that Derrick Henry uh, is very likely not going to play. Um, not really interesting because I think the Cowboys were going to win anyway, but it hurts my fantasy championship game. Not that anybody cares about that. So let's talk about Tua. So here's the deal. All right. He's not good, folks. Tua is not good. All right. We're going to get on the concussion thing in a second, but I think we can all finally understand after the pitiful performance he put on on Christmas Day against the Packers. He can't beat winning teams. He does not know how to read defenses properly. He cannot beat a good, solid team. LaValle, why do you say that? Well, let me explain. So against the Steelers, Lions, Bears, and Browns, and Texans this season during their the Miami Dolphins' five-game winning streak, this was to his numbers, 1,529 yards, three hundred, which is roughly 305 yards per game. 11 touchdowns, zero interceptions, with a 69.8% completion percentage. I know what you're thinking. You're sitting there going, those numbers are phenomenal. That's MVP-type numbers. And you would be correct. Those numbers would make you believe that Tua should be in the conversation as not just an MVP, but one of the best quarterbacks in football. Now, against the 49ers, Chargers, Bills, and Packers during their four-game losing streak, now, mind you, the Packers aren't even above 500, but we're going to put the Packers in the in the conversation of a winning franchise and a winning team because Aaron Rodgers is their quarterback. These are two of his numbers during those four games. He's thrown for a total of 984 yards. That's an average of 246 yards per game, which is about 50 yards per game less against winning opponents as opposed to those that can't stay above 500. He's thrown for six touchdowns, five interceptions, and he's averaged a 52.5% completion percentage. So against sub-500 competition, Tua looks like an all-pro. But against playoff contenders, he looks like a washed-up Tim Tebow. I think that's a pretty fair comp at this point. All right. Tua was put into concussion protocol on Monday, the day after he threw three interceptions in the fourth quarter to cost the Dolphins a win over the Packers. Now, the two defenders out there are trying to blame the Dolphins and the concussion for the reason why Tua played so lousy in the fourth quarter. I'm not denying that he didn't have a concussion. Okay. I'm not denying that at all. Mike McDaniel came out today and confirmed that Tua did have a concussion. But as I've demonstrated, Tua has been playing like garbage. <clears throat> excuse me, over the past month. It's not because of a concussion that Tua couldn't complete a pass to wide open receivers. He just can't read good defensive schemes. And that's what it comes down to is this was a knock on him coming into co uh, coming out of college. 
was, can he really read defenses? Is he quick enough? Does he understand how to really throw the ball? Because the biggest knock on Tua is that he can throw a beautiful deep ball. Do you want to know who else can throw a beautiful deep ball? I talked about this before. Johnny Manziel. Johnny Manziel threw one of the prettiest deep balls you have ever seen. Is Johnny Manziel still in the, in the NFL? No, because he couldn't hack it. Tua can't hack it either. Like taking his health out of it for a second, he's not a good quarterback. And he's certainly not a franchise caliber one at that. He can't stay healthy. Bringing the health part back into this, he can't stay healthy. You, you can insert plenty of quarterbacks into Miami with the skill players that they have, like Waddle and Hill and Morsert and Wilson Jr., and be successful against sub-500 competition. Like, you could almost insert almost any starting quarterback, I think, in the NFL right now, the majority of them anyway, and put them in with Miami's defense. I mean, excuse me, with Miami's offense and with their defense, but mostly with their skill players on offense. And they would be just just as successful as Tua has been against sub-500 competition. Now, I can't say that that they would have they would be more successful than Tua against winning teams, although I kind of think most of them would be. Hill having Hill and Waddle as your two receivers, it's kind of hard to screw that up, especially with how brilliant we've seen Mike McDaniel be able to scheme up some offense. So again, for the sake of his health, I hope he doesn't play for the rest of the year. Like I, I do. I hope they shut Tua down for the rest of the year because I really do think that they need to start evaluating and he needs to start evaluating if he still wants to continue to play football, because this is scary. Like the guy has had at least three that we know of concussions this season alone. I, it, it, you re, he really does need to evaluate, you know, whether or not he wants to come back and continue to play. And if he does more power to him, like that's great. That, that's his decision to make. But I do hope that, that the dolphins do shut him down the remainder of the season and force him to sit out and be like, look, man, this is for, this is for your own good. This is for your health. But there's a reason, bringing it all back full circle, there's a reason why the Dolphins front office was so desperate to acquire Tom Brady and Deshaun Watson. They realized what they didn't have in Tua. They knew that Tua is not the superstar that everybody was trying to paint him out to be. And all those morons out there, like Emmanuel Acho, who were trying to say that Tua was a better quarterback than Justin Herbert, boy, do you look really, really foolish now. And that's a great segue. Speaking of Justin Herbert, he made the postseason. I love Justin Herbert. There's no, there's, there's no denying that. I have been a staunch Justin Herbert supporter. I have been driving his bandwagon since he entered into the NFL three years ago. His numbers have been sensational pretty much every single year that he's, that he's been in this league. I mean, there's really no denying how great this guy is. So if we just look at his, we look at his stats, his rookie year, 66.6% completion percentage, 4,336 yards, 31 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. Last season, a 65.9% completion percentage, 5,014 yards, 38 touchdowns, 15 interceptions, and he was in the MVP conversation. This season, 68% completion percentage, note his completion percentage continues to go up. 4,254 yards, 21 touchdowns, and 10 interceptions, having only played roughly 20% of his snaps this season with all of his top skill position players, Allen and Williams, were both injured for more than half this season. 
He's thrown for more passing yards in his first three career seasons than anyone else in league history. He's currently third in the in the league in passing yards, and he's led his team to win four out of their last five games and secure a playoff berth. While this isn't this season isn't as statistically spectacular as his previous two without without his greatness that he has continuously displayed, this team wouldn't be sniffing the postseason. The, now, the knock on Herbert has been that all of his stats, all the stats that I just gave you, have been empty calories and that he's not a winner. He came into this season with a sub-500 win-loss record. And what all the haters and doubters have failed to note is how bad the Chargers defense has been his entire career. Herbert's 18-4. and four. I'm going to repeat that again. Herbert is 18-4 and four when the Chargers hold opponents to fewer than 27 points per game. So in other words, when the Chargers play some average defense, the team wins. He has 10 fourth quarter comebacks in his career, two less than Mahomes, five more than Joe Burrow, and six more than Jalen Hurts. The Chargers are currently the sixth seed and have a chance to get a five seed, which would match them up against either the Titans or the Jaguars in the wildcard round. Both teams are certainly and probably going to be beatable for the Chargers. Regardless, Herbert's finally made the postseason, much to the chagrin of all those people out there who have doubted them and hated him and said that he's a social media quarterback. Although now that he's made it, if you paid attention on Twitter, the goalposts are already moving to, well, he needs to win a playoff game. Which, okay. If that's the criteria for how you want to evaluate who a top quarterback quarterback is in this league, that's fine. But quarterbacks like Jalen Hurts and Trevor Lawrence can't be considered elite or great quarterbacks because neither of them have won playoff games, regardless of how great Trevor Lawrence and Jalen Hurts' regular seasons had been because both of them have had great regular seasons. But you can't put them and tell me that they're a top quarterback in the league if you're not going to give the same flowers to Justin Herbert, who has had a much better start to his career than either Jalen Hurts or Trevor Lawrence. And you can you can throw at me, well, Trevor Lawrence, we should ignore his rookie season, Urban Meyer, all the all the crap that went on in Jacksonville last year. I don't care. I don't want to hear the excuses because Justin Herbert had a crappy head coach his rookie season as well. And he still was able to perform. Okay. So again, you want to give me comps, that's fine. Jalen Hurts is no excuse. Okay, Jalen Hurts has come in. He's had a great roster around him pretty much since the jump. All right, and he hasn't won a playoff game. In fact, he got embarrassed last year in his first career playoff game. So again, if you're going to come and tell me that that both Trevor Lawrence and Jalen Hurts are top quarterbacks in this league, great. Guess who's ahead of him? Justin Herbert. And he's proven that year in and year out. Thursday night football preview. Here we go. Cowboys at Titans. Titans are a 10-point favorite as it stands right now. I would take the Titans plus the 10. The Cowboys will win this ball game, but 10 points is a ton to give up, especially on a Thursday night game. You got to look at the injuries that the Cowboys have already there. It's looking like Micah Parsons isn't going to play. He's got a hamstring injury. They may have lost another defensive player as well for the game. Like I said, Derrick Henry probably isn't going to play. So the the line very likely could move. It could turn into Titans plus. 13 maybe, I I don't know, plus 12. I would still take the Titans and the points regardless, plus the points, because I just don't, I don't see the Cowboys blowing anybody else, anybody out for that matter. And it's a Thursday night game. Those games are usually close. I mean, they're they're not usually blowouts. 
So I think the Titans are finished for this season. Like they don't have a good quarterback in Tannehill and Willis can't throw the football. I mean, I'm not saying Willis is a bust already because it's, it's too soon to say that, but I've never seen someone with so much promise look so bad in his first few starts that, that their name wasn't Zach Wilson. So at the end of the day, I think this is going to be a low scoring game. I'm thinking somewhere in the range of like a 21, 17 type ball game. I, I, I just don't, I don't see Dallas being able to uh, to really put it on anybody right now. I don't trust Dak Prescott. I know that they just had a great game against Philly, and that's wonderful. They actually showed up. Short week. It's a Thursday night game. They're missing some key defensive players. I just don't. I don't know what Cowboys team you're going to get. I don't know what Cowboys team we're going to see. The Titans are in trouble. The Titans have to win this ball game. They, they like they need to to. I, this game actually, it's funny. When you look at the standings, this week means nothing to the Jaguars or the Titans. It doesn't matter if they win or they lose. All that matters is what happens next week when they face off against each other. But the Titans could really use some momentum here. I mean, they have just collapsed over the last few weeks of the season. Like, they they could really use this win. I just don't think it's going to happen. I, unless Willis somehow has the best week of practice of his life and is able to put it together – I just I don't see how you can take the Titans in this game. If you're again, if you're betting, take the Titans plus the points. I mean, I think that's a safe that, that's a very safe bet to do. But as far as just picking an outright winner, I just I don't know how you don't pick the Cowboys here. I, I think that this is a rel this should be a relatively easy win for the Cowboys. I just don't like I said, I don't think it's gonna be a blowout because I don't trust Dak Prescott and I don't trust that Cowboys offense. One week. The Cowboys look sensational on offense. The next week, they look like bottom tier. So I, I, I just don't know what you're going to get. And obviously, we already know how I feel about Mike McCarthy, who's the most overrated coach in football. So, again, I would take, like I said, I would take the Titans plus the points. I think the Cowboys win the game outright. Uh, once again, you know, in the big scheme of things, this Thursday night game really doesn't mean anything for either team. Like I said, the Titans, the only thing that matters to the Titans is beating the Jaguars next week. And for as far as the Cowboys are concerned, they're not going to win the NFC East. So, I, it in fact, if they wanted to, they could start they could start sitting their starters because they're not going to they're not going to change their uh, their fate. They're they're the five seed, and they will be the five seed heading into the postseason. All right, everyone, that's going to do it for this midweek edition of the NFL Takeover Podcast brought to you by the Takeover Sports Network. Be sure to hit that subscribe button and, no and notification bell so that you're alerted when all the other great shows from the network release. Again, we're still in the midst of bowl season, so you don't want to miss any of the great action from the SEC Takeover Pod, the ACC Takeover Pod, Big Ten and Big 12 Takeover Pods. Uh, you can download this show wherever you get your podcast, Apple, Spotify, Google Play. If you would subscribe, leave me a five-star rating and a review, I would greatly appreciate it. And until next week, I hope you all have a very Happy, healthy, and safe New Year. And as always, be well, stay safe. I'll talk to you all again on Sunday.